Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nick, it is terrific to be here. How are you, sir? I am doing outstanding. You're always outstanding. I love it. So, so Martin, what is new in your life, first of all? Um, I'll, give you my, <laughs> I'll give you my GTR, my I Good Things it. Report. And it actually piggybacks nicely, comes on the heels of, I, I think, our last discussion was... Um, what was it? It was about rituals and, and we kind of wrapped it up talking about how rituals are, are habits on steroids and how you can intentionally craft them and you use the par, the, the par methodology. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. And so that stands for plan, act, record and reassess. So my good thing believe it or not, is there's a terrific video now that a little whiteboard video actually that walks people through, spells out how PAR works and reinforces habit strength. So that's my GTR. I love this little video. It's a cartoon guy. His name Bill. He wants to <laughs> he wants to get stronger and he needs to do push-ups and he tracks the behavior. So that's I can't wait for you to see it, but uh, that's my GTR. <laughs> that's awesome. So if people want to see this video, where do they go? You know, they can go to the, the Habit Factor channel on YouTube, or maybe we'll hang it off the post. We definitely will. Sure. Um, Share it that way. But no, that, and that's actually kind of funny, because uh, my Good Things uh, report was actually going to be, I'm kind of recommitting and reinvigorating uh, my exercise routine. Uh, uh-huh. And one of the things that I just started, I'm about three weeks in now, is actually uh, to do push-ups on a daily basis. I'm, I'm doing the like 100 push-up challenge and following their training routine. So yeah, that's kind of funny. That's great. And I'm, I'm sure you're tracking. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, uh, we got our GTRs out of the way. So this episode is about leverage. We talked about a few weeks back several kind of productivity tips. I don't know if it was eight or ten. I believe it was ten. And one of which was leverage. And even at the time, I think we said, you know, we could probably do an entire episode just on leverage, drilling down into leverage. And that's kind of what I want to do today. Um so before I do, do you want to share anything that comes to mind when you hear or think of leverage? Um, well, for me, I immediately think more about in, in like the business realm, uh, like the book, The E-Myth, for example, comes, out, comes to mind. Uh, oh, but great. Re- leverage, I just see as, you know, your ability to multiply your time, to get more done, to really... Uh, use a resource or of some sort to really increase productivity. And I can, I can promise you listener, we did not rehearse that, (laughs) but no, you're, that was amazing. Nick, you're brilliant. And, um, I love you 
said multiply your time. So this was a topic that I knew kind of I had to talk about because it was about a week ago and this all happened within kind of a span of an hour. So I'm, I have a developer I'm using and he's working on one app. I have another developer working on another app. I get the whiteboard draft back. So, so one, two, three projects. The, this PR gal tells me about uh, actually a couple requests for interviews. I'm using or outsourcing somebody working on the website. I'm working with you, podcast. And there's even a logo design coming in. That, so that was like seven or eight various kind of vendors all within kind of the same hour and you could just see the kind of the multiplication or the leverage of that time being utilized and I just thought wow this is pretty cool I need to talk about it because it's something I'm trying to get better at so you you nailed it you hit it right on the head oh well that's awesome so I guess for you, where do you see leverage really impacting your life? I mean, you're, you gave a quick little business example here, but does it extend beyond that? Or Yeah, it does. You know, I didn't even mention. So on, on top of that, so that was seven or eight vendors I'm working with. And then, you know, I do this recordings from the IT company office. So we have guys out you know, not just guys, I mean, employees, a team doing IT and we're providing client services. And so to me, it's, it's something that's kind of touching on multiple levels or different facets. And I just, I want to continue to refine that and find, I'm actually now tracking Nick on my iPhone leverage as a you know habit so so what i'm looking to do four times a week is is touch or engage a a vendor in a particular capacity whether it's for you know the portal the app working with you so yay i can i can tick it off today you know so so that's kind of what i'm doing but but i think it helps people understand I know it has for me that I, you don't have to do it all and and you, you know and I'm just thinking the immediate excuse is I don't have the money. Well, what you find is I think that you end up doing the things you do best and you probably easily make up the money in other ways. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's a great excuse is what I'm getting at. No, I, I think that I, I would completely agree with that. But even for the people who maybe have that mindset, uh, are there other ways to get leverage besides just outsourcing to other people? Well, yeah. I mean, so one of the things I want to – there's so many different you know, leverage impacts. Obviously, people buy homes with leverage, right? Mm -hmm. Just from a financial aspect, they'll put 5% down and buy a $500,000 house. So um, other ways that they can use leverage without 
engaging in vendors? Was that the question? <laughs> or just um, the outsourcing or hiring people? Yes, basically that way. Um, there is. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, well, okay. So this is simple. What the, the, the most powerful thing, I, what, what I want to do is back up and say, mm -hmm. let's, before we dive in, I think what I should have done is broken down the definition. Okay. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Let's, let's go. So, there. so. Leverage defined influence or power used to achieve a desired result, which absolutely works very nicely if our desired result is our goal. The other is the increase in force gained by using a lever. And that brings us, of course, to Archimedes, right? You know who that was, the, mm -hmm. the great Greek mathematician. And you, by chance, recall his great quote? Uh, um, probably if you it's said a, it, I would, but I... Okay, no pressure. <laughs> so I love this quote, and, and there are a bunch of variants. So this isn't going to be... <laughs> I don't know if there is any that are historically accurate, but the essence is this. Give me a long enough lever and a place to stand, and I can move the world. Right. Give me a, you've heard that, right? Yes. Yes, I have. So, so give me a long enough lever and a place to stand and I can move the world. It's this idea that you have two kind of components, the stick, the lever and the fulcrum, which is the thing down low that helps it get the torque and the angle. So your question was, if you're not outsourcing, how do you get leverage? And, and the best example I can use, I think a terrific example, is leveraging your time without using a vendor is the fulcrum is the selection process. For instance, it's identifying what is going to have the greatest impact. Does that make sense? Yes, I think so. But why don't you dive into that a little bit okay. more? Okay. Yeah, so... Here's another kind of way to spin it. So, so Steve Covey, Stephen Covey, Dr. Stephen Covey, the late great Dr. Stephen Covey, had four quadrants for effectiveness. And quadrant one, you remember what that is by chance? Um, it's one, okay. In, <laughs> yep. One is uh, the urgent and important, I believe. Yeah, one is important and not urgent. Not urgent, okay. So, wait, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I got to look at this problem. So the first one is you just nailed it. It's important and urgent. So, for instance, a crying baby or your house is on fire. I apologize, bud. So that is urgent and it's important. We can totally agree. The crying baby is something we have to address immediately right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so in quadrant two is important and non-urgent and that is stuff like for instance reading to your kids exercising recreation planning 
preparation, goal setting. So quadrant two is important and it's not urgent. So what happens is it almost never gets done because to, to get there, you actually have to use the quadrant. You have to plan to get there and it's just tough for people. So quadrant number three is unimportant and urgent. So you're, you know, you pick up the phone because it rings and you only picked it up because it was urgent, but it wasn't important. It was a meaningless sales call. So these are phone calls, distractions, emails, and quadrant number four is not important, not urgent. What might that be? Uh, those would be like checking Facebook, uh, <laughs> watching TV, those kinds of things. Wow. You, yeah. That's the, uh, the number one answer on the board. <laughs> Family feud. Yeah. Number one answer on the board, Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, time wasters. Now I know people can justify that somewhat depending on if there's a social media strategy. But going back to the original question, so how can you move the fulcrum if you're not outsourcing, it's just your own time. The idea is to identify what are those quadrant two activities? What can you be planning, strategizing? What is going to give you the greatest impact or reward from an activity standpoint? That's where you have tremendous leverage. So that we also called effectiveness. Remember in our review between effectiveness and efficiency, effectiveness is doing the right things. And then efficiency is doing the right things right or correctly. So that's where you can get tremendous leverage, just identifying, taking time, 10 minutes to plan will give you a tenfold return on your investment of time. So I, I think... 10 or more. I think it was Brian Tracy said, if you spend a minute planning, you get at least 10 minutes in return. So that's incredible leverage. And it's just through planning. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. So when, you know, there's that, and I always hit you with quotes, but that's what I love. So the old saying, any wind will work when you don't know where you're sailing. It's just it's just kind of a randomness to it. Whereas once you've identified your destination, you're, you don't even have to be as efficient because you're going to get there faster than the person who's busy, busy, busy doing the wrong things. Yeah. And there's incredible leverage with that. Awesome. So how else do people go about actually getting leverage? Well, we, I touched on the financial. We touched on planning, quadrant two activities, um, and, and then outsourcing or multiplying your time. I'm not sure I have. I'm just seeing. Um, you know, again, when you channel your focus, you're really just selecting or identifying what it is you're going to work on. I think another way that might help amplify that this is an exercise we love to do around here is a start and stop list. So you just kind of analyze <laughs> what, what do I need to stop doing? 
write down 10 items and then circle the top five. And what, so what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? And this could be personal and or business. I think that's another great way to enhance. First of all, it's planning. But the second thing you're doing is really identifying what the selection is, what you're going to focus on, which is critical. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a great exercise. I know I, I do that every once in a while, but probably not nearly enough. Yeah. And the other one for, for the entrepreneurs out there that I like to, to share is, and I've heard Brian Tracy mention this a number of times, it's the idea if you were a competitor of yourself and you were setting up a business across the street, knowing what you know now, I think he calls it zero-based thinking, but knowing what you know now, what would you do and what would you do differently? And for entrepreneurs, it's just an incredible exercise because they're getting, you know, if their business has been around five or 10 years, they're a bit ingrained and they're trapped. You know, the habit got them there, but they may not necessarily get them to the next level. So it's part of that reassessment. And by the way, five or 10 years later, there's new technologies, all sorts of things you may want to be getting into that didn't even exist five or so years ago. And how often do you think people, because I don't think this is something we've talked about too much, but how often do you need to reassess some of those habits? The, did you say the habits? The habits or even the leverage factors that we're talking well, about. Well, yeah. So I, I mean, as it relates to that setting up shop across the street, mm -hmm. I think once a year is fine. The start and stop doing list once a year is fine, maybe six months. But yeah, the setting up shop across the street where you go through the, um, boy, what is... I am blanking. Sorry. Probably not good for radio. Uh, what is that called? Oh, there's another exercise. Strengths, weakness. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. SWAT. Yes. It's just a SWAT exercise. Also great annually to do. So SWAT is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Some of you, a lot of you, I'm sure, have heard of that. Some of you haven't. And even those who have still don't take the time to do it. Again, that falls into quadrant two. So this is a natural kind of offshoot of what you can be doing when you're planning, how to optimize your leverage. Awesome. Awesome. So for Martin, for our listeners out there who really haven't thought much about leverage, what is like maybe the first thing you think they should do in in order to start putting leverage into their into their life into their business uh like this next week okay so i would say list 10 items that you're currently like tasks that you're doing repetitively identify the the top 5 that you're best at and then look hard at those bottom 5 and see how you can possibly outsource. And I'll, I'll mention a few tools that don't scare you because I think you'll be surprised if you haven't already heard of them, how uh, inexpensive they can be. And by the way, you get to control how much you spend. So first of all, we can start with Fiverr, right? Mm -hmm. 
You've been there yes, by chance? Yes, I've definitely used them in the past. Fiverr.com, Elance.com, which is now owned by Odesk, so it's kind of one and the same. And, and I mean, I mean, and Elance has writers and conferences. Basically, I'd be surprised if there was anything out, you know, in that bottom five that wasn't taken care of by something like Elance. But then if it became a design task, you could look at things like 99 designs and other design outsourcing vendors, if you will. But that's, that's a great starting point. Awesome. Yeah, other, I think that'll be hugely helpful. Sorry. And then the other one, I would, I would draw those quadrants. I mean, just, you know, cross and, and say, what can I be doing in quadrant two? Take a good, try to list three things. And if you want to get, you know, have a lot of fun, <laughs> then you can identify two or three habits that'll help drive what is in quadrant two. And then you have a party. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so, Martin, do you have any uh, final pieces of wisdom, uh, little words of advice as we kind of wrap up this episode of the podcast? You know, I do have one thing, Nick, and I appreciate you asking. So there is a video. We'll put it in the show notes. You can YouTube a guy named Wally. I'm going to do this just to verify because I, I got to verify this name. Wally Wallington. Yep. And you've heard of Stonehenge, right? Yes. Stonehenge. So do you know Wally Wallington? <laughs> the, I, no. No? I don't think I can't so. believe it. He's, he's world famous. So Google this guy or YouTube him and what you're going to find, this guy's brilliant. He has found a way to basically replicate Stonehenge without any machine tools oh, he's wow. using he's using pure leverage and it's a great way to underscore the, the the theme of the show if you will wally wallington i just want to yeah he well i can't play it right now but it's incredible i was just going to try to give you some of the I don't want to play it, but I want to get the specs on. Let me make sure the volume's off. Uh, but now I won't be able to hear you. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was just trying to get the poundage. Like, these are tons. So, whoa. Sorry, bud. Oh, that was fun. Anyhow, Wally Wallington, sorry. I was just trying to get the poundage, but th these are... If you're familiar with Stonehenge, it's incredible to see this guy ends up moving tons of stone around, and there's not a machine around. It's just little, it's little sticks. It's a little stick here, you know, the fulcrum and the lever. Wow, that's that's impressive. It really is. So again, to underscore that theme of the show, bud. Awesome. Well, Martin, thanks again for such a great episode. Hey. Nick, it's always a pleasure. A um, few bumps in the road there, but I think we straightened everything out. So thank you, bud. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change 
your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.